Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. And that is exactly what we hope to do tonight. Welcome to the Pure Hope Show. You will be listening to this on Halloween night. This is a pre-recorded program one week before Halloween. And intentionally on this show tonight, we wanted to talk about heartfulness meditation and grounded spirituality. Many of the programs, I'm sure on this particular evening, they'll be focusing on ghosts and goblins. But we chose to do it on love and light. So please pull up a chair, light a candle, and receive some of this wonderful, wonderful information and energy that you'll all be experiencing on this beautiful night. But before we get started with Ernie Christopher Emmanuel from Toronto, Canada, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about our beautiful, beautiful guest from last month. All of you who are listening and will be listening to this program, many of you remember Gigi Peterson. How could we not remember this lovely, lovely angel lady? We were informed by her very close friend, Barb, that Gigi died from a heart attack just a few weeks after we had her on her show. So I just wanted to say a little bit about her work upon this planet. For me, Gigi, and for many of her clients, they felt that Gigi was a divine conduit that just simply came to this planet to move humanity into a new age and new consciousness of one people, one planet, one purpose, and a peaceful existence for all of life. Her whole life, Gigi's whole life, she gave service to humanity to help bring grace, beauty, and balance to this planet, to promote compassion, love, and acceptance. Her work with the angels, if you want to go back into our archives and listen to her wonderful, wonderful recording, she's been on the program at least twice, but this was just last month. Her work with the angels always emanated from the Godhead and from the goddess head. And her consciousness is still working with all of us on this planet. To me and to her, we talked about that the energy of her consciousness and a lot of our consciousness right now is like a prism of crystal refracted light. And when she was in her body, her human anatomy, many people are told, and we are telling people all over the place through Internet and readings and channelings that we are moving into what we call a, from a, ba- a carbon-based reality to a crystalline-based energy, which has, has the ability to reflect and refract light. So she's always reminding me, as well as her clients, that angels are with us. They're with us at this time. They also reflect light. Light is information and guidance and love. So, Gigi, I know that you're with us now. I know that you're listening to this program. You're probably sitting right here in the room with me. And so I just want to take this moment to tell you 
so very much that you work upon this planet as well as being with us now and uh, before you brought light and love to this planet in so many ways. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your hours and hours and hours and your endless devotion to bringing love and light to this planet. And um, please help us during this program tonight. We also have another heartfelt companion on our program tonight. We are very, very honored to be visiting with another returning guest, Ernie Christopher Emanuel, uh, especially at the Hope Interfaith Center. Many of them are clients and students who come to the center. They know Christopher very, very well. He's going to be speaking tonight on heartful, um, heartfulness, meditation, and grounded spirituality. Christopher is a multiple, um, multidisciplined artist, spiritual counselor, channeler, teacher, and meditation guide. He is the author of four books in the self-development and inspirational genre. So he's doing a lot of work with men within the spiritual growth arena to help awaken all at this there in a very, very, very grounded manner. And he'll be talking about that tonight with us. He'll be talking about his recent work with men and young boys uh, at a recent men's retreat that he's putting together. And he's going to be bringing that to our temple here at the Hope Interfaith Center. So for those of you who are listening, go on our website get some information about who we are at the temple and some of these profound, profound um, classes that will be coming up. Chris will be coming in February with us. Chris has appeared on TV in Washington, D.C., Minnesota, Belize, Toronto, Canada, for his art and for his poetry. So please help me welcome Christopher to our program tonight. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hello, Janice. I'm well. Good to be here talking to you. It's been a while since I've seen you in flesh, but yeah, nice how long has it? Yeah. How long has it been? It seems like forever. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's been almost two years. I think since I did, wow. you know, since I was there. Yeah. Wow. And, um, wow. Wow. I know time has just flown. You know, it's amazing. Yes. So just to let everyone know, I will be there in March, not February. I think you said February. Oh, thank March. you. Thank yes, you. Okay. That is correct. Yes, March, March, March. Thank you for that. Yes, he'll be here in uh, in March doing some sessions and hopefully be doing one of the, your men's retreats here, too, at the center as well. So, Right. Um, I wanted yes. to ask you a question, as I always have many for all the, everyone who comes on the program. The Dalai Lama mm-hmm. recently said that this is the time where secrets are over. He just recently, I believe, brought that uh, statement out, that this is the time that secrets are over. What do you think he meant by that statement? Well, it's it's not hard to tell, Janice. I mean, you just have to open any newspaper or look <laughs> look on the media and you notice all these giants falling falling from, from doing things that uh, are really not proper for their power position that they had. We're looking at a time where there's a lot of natural disasters going through the world. Um, We've had a lot of shifts in terms of things that were left hidden. You know, we've got a lot of race relationship, things that have just been unearthed 
and we're looking at things that we thought were gone away, but they've been sitting dormant. And I think as we shift and move, um, we're being called to awaken up and look at the truth of our lives. And this is part of what's going on. That's what I believe he's talking about. This is a secret that we've been hiding, many of us, and saying that, oh, yeah, it's all perfect. We're all together. We're all there. And uh, that's, that's, that's what's going on. That's what I think. Well, a lot of awakening is happening, even when we think about Weinstein in Hollywood and this explosion of women coming up and talking about what had happened to them uh, there and that situation. So I think that you're right. A lot of this dysfunction is being pushed up to the top for us to take a look at at this time. So, um, so here's my what teacher, I think. It, I, so I just ahead. wanted to cut it and tell you, here's what I think it is. It, it's a balancing of the the, 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 um, the male and the female spirit within us. And when one shifts, the other one has to compensate. And if you look at it in terms of, Here's a man, you know, um, who's had hidden secrets. And the, the hiding of things was one of the biggest problems. So, and if we look at our shadow, we say we're hiding our shadow, which is the parts of ourselves that we don't like. It's being revealed. Shadow I, of the world I, is being revealed. Yes, yes, yes. I believe that as well. When we were talking before the program, um, we were talking about, just to let all of our audience know, we were talking about, don't you think, it's Christopher, it's kind of interesting that this will be airing on Halloween? And then Christopher said, tell him what you told me, Chris. Well, I was saying that it's, it's, all, it's, it's the masks, the masks that we're carrying around as human beings and forgetting the fact that we are spirit in form. And a lot of people are hiding behind masks. And it's like I said, it's appropriate for Halloween because that's exactly what happens on Halloween. <laughs> I think that's so amazing. Jody's sitting in the room with me and she was, she's listening and she goes, wow, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Yeah. How, how interesting. So how do you work with people um, to get their masks off? Well, you know, we, we start with a deep inquiry, you know, uh, on, on many levels and we talk about, what their, you know, their, their primary, primary values are first. And then we, we go from there to show if they're living their primary values or if they're not. And if they're hiding behind masks, that's one aspect of it. And then we talk about the masks that we carry because of the scripts we've been given, the scripts we've, been accept, we've accepted from society and from the people that are close to us about how we should be and what we should be. We talk about things like the man box and the woman box. And these, these ideas that's made us become the person we are that can sometimes confine us and stop us from growing into a full, whole human being. And Janice, I believe that's where we're going. We're going to a place where we need to be whole human being and own all of aspects of ourselves. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the, the key of what oneness is all about. It's like really recognizing all these aspects of yourself and coming to terms with them. It doesn't mean you have to like them. It's just like you have to know them. Mhm, mhm. It's interesting. I had a client today, and we talked about the old, old program of called Sybil. Remember Sybil, who had these mm-hmm, multiple mm-hmm. personalities in her. And this yes. woman was saying mm-hmm. to me, like, "Oh my gosh, I think that's what's happening to me." In so many ways, those are all the masks that people have. All those different personalities that they pull out at times that um, are pushing away or hiding. They're hiding behind their true authentic self, their true authentic self. So 
Um, That's very, yeah. So what's the primary information that you're working on at this time in your life? What is the, that you're trying to bring out to the people and trying to help people? Well, um, well, as you know, I've been writing this other book, so it's, it's getting, it's, it's coming along. And then I've been mm-hmm. counseling, of course. So, but my primary, primary thing that I've been working on is practicing grounded spirituality. So I've been developing this idea of what that means and how to implement it in my life, as well as have it available for other people. So this is, to me, this is a very important thing because what I discovered is as you develop yourself spiritually, if you don't take time to ground it, I mean, you always said, Janice, your teacher always said, integrate, integrate, right? We talked about that. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so sometimes as caregivers, we get so busy wanting to help the next person. And as we're helping people, we're also growing, right? So spiritually, mm-hmm. we're moving. And sometimes we have to slow down and integrate what we have just been offered through this experience of sharing information. Because I truly believe that we're not teachers. We're conduits for information that we share with each other. And this is what I, I, is, is, is important about practicing grounded spirituality. Because everything that comes from above has to be taken down through the reed and grounded into the earth. If it's not, it's not, if it's not grounded, you know, it's, it's not going to fly. As I said before, you know, when I was talking to you, I don't know if I mentioned that, that, that you know, I've learned, learned from um, – uh, actually, I learned this from Kurt Fisher. The hardest part of flying a plane is landing it. <laughs> interesting. That's very interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you consider that, you know, we're going to the spiritual vein, and you know, we have we get all this information, or we share, or we we're counseling someone, or we're both um, sharing, and then we have to bring it back down so that it's available for other people. Because some people can't go to the places you you go or somebody else goes. They need to have access on a level that it makes sense. So this is why I believe practicing grounded spirituality means taking the models that you've been given and finding a way so that it makes sense to people so they can get the gist of what and how to move to the next place. And then the last thing I've been doing is connecting with the logic sacred male. And I've been doing that through the process of actually practicing accounting, doing math puzzles, fixing mechanical things. Interesting. 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 Have you been doing that with your groups then too, or have you just been doing that within yourself with as my, you're integrating that? Yeah, within myself, because you asked me what I was doing. <laughs> right. Was with with right. my groups. Yeah, with the groups, what we do is, it's a different thing, because with the groups now, the model of teaching has changed. We tend to have a circle of conversation and share information. So it's not like I'm teaching. What I do is facilitate a space, and then we have a dialogue on conversation. And I do this with the students as well as with the older men. Because the truth is, they have the information within them. My role is just to be a mediator so they can extract it from themselves. Correct. So yeah. they are willing to, yeah, so what we do is we hold a space. Basically, we try and hold a sacred space that's safe so that we can breathe this with each other. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, 
I heard, uh, I think it's through you or through the elegance of this consciousness called the grapevine, that you're going to be going to India pretty soon. I think I heard in January, coming up in January. Tell us about the trip and why you're going and what you're going to do there. Okay, so I was, just so you know, I'm not going anymore because I believe. Oh, you aren't. Okay. I'm not now because what I believe um, is this part is what I've just spoken to you about has become mm-hmm. more important to me because people are asking for me and I feel guided mm-hmm. because I'm being asked here in Toronto and in other places, please help us with this model of conscious men that I've been creating that I'm going to come to the center and talk about. So I was going to India to actually become a trainer for heartfulness meditation. Okay. And mm-hmm. still, I can still go, I can still go next year. So I decided to put it off and spend some more time learning more about heartfulness and sharing what I know and doing this work with, with men and young men to, to, I feel called for that. And so that's kind of what happened. So, the, so just so just to get you up to date, the India trip is not going to happen this January. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So your primary, you've got a lot of energy going, going towards awakening men then right now. Well, I think, what I, what I tell people, it's not really men. I call it the sacred male energy that's okay. inherent in both male and female. So, yes, mm-hmm. the men form will be men, but I believe um, the male energy is the energy that has risen because it's coming from women with power, people, you know, like we have President Trump. It's, it's the risen of the, the male energy that's fine, trying to find its place, and it's trying to get a center. So what I talk about is what does that mean? What does what is the male energy? What does the man part of you feel like? It's your primal and recessive energies that inherit to both human be all human beings and animals and plants as well. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. are you expressing it? How are you hiding it? So and what are the models that you had before? Like I said, that's stopping you from embracing your feminine nature or embracing your masculine nature. Because men have the same mm-hmm. issue. Some men are not able to manage their masculine side as well as have too much feminine and the opposite. Mm-hmm. And you know, when mm-hmm. I met you, Janice, I always remember what I said to you, I wanted to live fully in my being, right? Remember yes. we talked about that when we first yeah. met years ago? I said, mm-hmm. I felt I came here to learn how to live fully in my being, which means holding both energies and understanding them so that I can communicate with my partners. Hmm. I think that's what I'm trying to do, too. I think that I told you that when I was working with this gentleman uh, who is now working at the center, um, he told me that after my explosion of my hands went, went on fire and he was working with me, healing me physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally and preparing me to come back to work, he said, now you listen, Hope. If you go back to work, you better go back to work with the boundaries of a sumo wrestler. And I loved that image. And to me, that's my divine masculine. Exactly, because it's being able to say no, Janice. See, because it's the same principle with a woman who doesn't say no. Being no, saying that it's a masculine action. So we need to develop that in both areas, like how to navigate when we're confronted with our space being invaded. And that's what happens mm-hmm. to you as a teacher is exactly what we're talking about. So you do need that boundary of a Seymour wrestle because you're caring a lot. You've chosen yes. to help all these people 
And by taking that on, you have to know your boundaries because staying grounded, you can't help anyone if you can't ground. Right. That's the key. Right. Yeah, it's so yeah. important. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, you'd be so proud of me, Chris. I'm walking around with the boundaries of a sumo wrestler, and if I can't <laughs> well, do it, then you know what? We uh, we get we get our lessons. Sometimes it's harder than we want to get the teaching. That but, is yeah, correct. Follow through. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about oneness teaching. I know one of the things I love about you, Chris, is that you and I are here to kind of disrupt. I like that word kind of like disrupt the illusion of separation um, that we are not one with God and God is one with us. So uh, with what I call dignity and grace, we've come here to disrupt the illusion of separation. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit about what that means? And can you talk about oneness teaching perhaps a little bit? Okay. Um, well, you know, I've written in my book, Living Divine Harmony, um, with the subtitle, Oneness as a Way of Life, I talk about connecting to spiritual inspired doctrine as what they have in common. And I talk about the importance of understanding that you are spirit in form, and that is who you really are. And the separation of saying I'm male or female, I'm this or that, I'm good and bad, these are things that cause separation. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the book by Aldous Huxley called The Perennial Philosophy. And mm-hmm. it, it originated, yeah, it's an incredible book because this is way before. And actually, I modeled my book after his to some degree. And it's, it's the origins from which all esoteric and exoteric, remember that word? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Knowledge and doctrines have grown. So what I've done is try to disseminate some practical experiences for us, for, for, for you, for people to find a way to dissolve separation from this essence that we call different names, God, Yahweh, you know, Jehovah. We have, you know, universal light. There's so many ways for this element that we really don't understand, but we found a place, each of us, depending on where we're from, to, to have a name for it so that we can express it or find it within ourselves. So that's kind of what oneness is all about. It's about understanding that there's something that binds us all together, and that should be the focus, not the things that separate us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think I confuse people when um, I go to oneness, uh, really diversity councils and things like that that I'm on and diversity celebrations. I'm certainly one with celebrating diversity. I think it's beautiful. I think it's needed. I think it's um, well-rounded, all of that. But when they asked me, so what do you do? And I said, well, really, instead of talking about our diversity, what I do try to teach is, is about our oneness and our similarities and the love essence and the cosmic intelligence that runs through us all. And lots of times I'll invite people to close their eyes and hold my hands and just be in that, that energy of oneness together. And um, I'll say, do you feel that? Do you feel that? Do you feel that? That's our sameness. That is our unified force field speaking to each other right now and sending it out to the planet. And, um, and they get that, they get that. They, they really do get that. So, um, 
So I thank you for being a partner in this uh, delightful opportunity to disrupt that illusion of separation, because I think now is the time as we're going forth yes. into 2018 yes. and beyond. So, Yes, you're so right, because we're dealing with so many separations that's been hanging around for a long time in the world, and they've erupted, like the Dalai yes. Lama said, the secrets of our separation. That's, you know, the secrets of our separation, because, again, there were masks hidden. Yes. And now the masks are being pulled off and we're here. We have to face it and look at it. this. Is what's really underneath this thing. Look at this. You know, what do we do mm-hmm. with it? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all yeah. trying to grapple with how do we handle this, you know, and, you know, especially with all the stuff that's been shown that's been happened to women, you know, that we've, that we've sort of, you know, covered over for so long. And now, mm-hmm. especially the old, I call it the old male role. The old male role is being, you know, it's been called to, responsibility so the new one can evolve further to be more responsible mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's anything to if you look at your childhood and you take a look at the mask or the outfits that you wore for Halloween if that shows anything coming up from our subconscious or unconscious self because when I think about it now just kind of making this world through and in my head is that I was always uh, like I was a nun one year I would do, because I was raised in the Catholic church. So I would dress up as the nun for Halloween or a nurse for Halloween. I was always dressed up kind of like as a caregiver. Now, when I think about it, so, um, so those are some of the masks that I wore well and, or developed very well, that divine feminine caregiver in me and did not, cause I would never wear the mask of the Hulk or a cop, or any type of those. So we were kind of trained in our traditional role of which masks that were appropriate for us and which masks that were not. And, you know, Janice, you're so right because masks, you're, you're bright in saying that if each one of us look at what we chose, choose and look deeper, not only as children because adults are going out. You yes. Ask, if you could ask an inquiry, why have I chosen this costume? For instance, yes. for years, for years, Janice, I went out as a genie because I wanted to make people's wishes come true. You know, wow. that was one of my things. I, I, I always dressed like this genie, this gold thing, and people would come up to me and say, genie. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it also got me in trouble because sometimes the woman said, genie, can I rub the lamp? Yes. That's interesting. That's so interesting. I always wanted to help people evolve and get success in their life. I think it was inherited in me from a very young age. That's why I was drawn to religion early in my life and, you know, studied spiritual awareness very early in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always like the flying nun. Remember the flying nun and the singing yeah. nuns? And so yeah. you can really tell that I come from a Catholic background. I, I can definitely <laughs> tell. And that's just our roots. This is just where our roots originated from. So it's, yeah. It's yeah. All, and, yeah. And Janice, masks are not always bad. We must look at the truth of masks. Sometimes masks pr- protect us unless we're, we're strong enough to be authentic, holy. And sometimes a mask inspire us to be a better human being. So it's not that a mask is bad. It's just knowing why you're wearing them. And then you can deconstruct them. Yes, yes, yes. Well, if you were going to go out on Halloween night, what would you dress as? Now as this a grown time? man. Would, yes. 
I would dress as a genie. Now that I've developed it, I think I look like a better genie. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I think I would still choose a nun, which is kind of interesting. But I know. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Well, it gives everybody something to think about of what what they chose when they were young and what they would choose right exactly. now, and, and what and actually that, what they're choosing now and how that reflects on them. And people choose yeah. superheroes for the same reason we all do. We all want to stand in our power, Janice. Yes, yes, because the number one mask for uh, outfit for women right now is Wonder Woman. Of course, um, because like we talked about, that the male energy in the woman rising to the surface, right? conquer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and powerful and successful. So we're talking about the same energy that's risen, that's rising within so many people that's trying to find its place. Because the feminine mm-hmm. energy in a lot of us rose, men, you know how many men I see today carrying the baby, taking care of them? You know, I go to Starbucks sometimes and I'm amazed. Look at all these guys in here. And it's great. I love it. But years ago, that was not something I would see. That's true. Yeah, that so is what true. I'm saying is the feminine energy has risen because even men are embracing this this role of taking care of the, the little ones. But the masculine mm-hmm. energy, which has been to some degree dormant, and what I mean by masculine is the ability to say no is, is, is not using your masculine. The ability to go too far and hurt someone is overusing your masculine. So it's the balancing mm. act of the two that makes us balance. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, the, um, be, I know that you're going to take us into a heartfulness meditation, but I wanted to ask you one other question before we go into that. Is that I have a lot, a lot of clients, and I have a lot of friends and people who, when we talk about this separation, the illusion of separation, is that many people, and I would say eight out of ten clients that I see, if I ask them about, well, who's your tribe? Who are your people? Um, mm-hmm. Where's your family like-minded? They will say to me, and I think it is eight out of ten people, they will say to me that they are having trouble finding their tribes or they'll look at me with a bit of saddened face and they say, I don't know really where my tribe is. So how would you explain to all of our listeners tonight if they don't, because we have listeners from all across the nation. It always surprised me. Last time when Gigi was on the program, we had callers from Cincinnati and Naples, Florida, and New York City and California. So, So for all of our listeners who are kind of looking for their tribe, their family, how would you suggest that they go about that? finding them and and celebrating with their tribe, you know, their like-minded people. Okay, well, uh, I think the first thing, Janice, is I would I would tell them all to really connect with your heart, which is actually funny because we're going into heartful medita- meditation. But the idea of getting to know what what kind what where you feel that you belong, where you see yourself, learning about as much as you can about, you know, you know, what what are my values? What's important to me? Getting connected to what, what has meaning for you in your heart and what moves you um, is, is number one. And then the next step, I believe, is putting yourself in situations where you can meet other people. Now, one of our challenges today is technology because technology has, has expanded us for communication but it's also insulated us 
because many people spend their time between themselves and a phone, and all the communication is done through text or speaking or looking on the website. But the truth of it is we still need human touch and contact because there's an energetic transfer, as you know, when we sit around together in a group. There is wisdom transcending without words that is so important for us as human beings. And so I tell people, if you want to find your tribe, you know, join a group. Look online, see if there's a meetup group, if there's something going on that moves you. Go out, find an activity that you think you're interested in, and go out. You're never too old to try something new and explore. And that's where you'll meet people that have a connection because they're definitely there because they're also looking for connection. That's what I would tell them. Mhm, mhm. I was sitting in this in this room, this very room where I'm doing the blog talk radio show, and Jim Hines, the shaman who works at the Hope Interface Center, I said, "You are, uh, um, you'd be surprised how many men are coming into my life because I had mentioned your name, and I said, and I call you my brother, and I call Jim my brother, and I, uh, Scott Zelmer who comes to the center, I call him. You are my brother. You are my brother, and I kind of take my hand and I put it on my heart." Brother, so good to see you. Brother, it's so good to see you. So it's amazing. For me, it's the same thing, is that there's something that comes out of my heart. I know that many of the listeners perhaps have heard me say this, but when um, I met you, remember I said only one other person at that time had heard from my lips that I want you in my life for the rest of my life, even if I only see you twice a year. And I instantly had this heart connection with you, Chris. I mean, I, I felt like we were uh, brother and sister uh, connected in that oneness. So, um, Well, that's, that's very true, Dennis. I, I felt the same when I met you, that we were definitely connected on a core cause of breaking the illusion of separation because we both know that at the end of the day, it's love that counts. And love is inherent in every, every, every human being that exists. Yes. Yes, yes. So I love the answer. I think that um, I would encourage all of our listeners to stretch a little bit and cultivate and nurture those people that you feel this heart connection with, because we all need that. What I tell everybody, we're not placed on this planet with 7.6 billion people to do this alone. We don't have to do this alone. We can connect and find our family uh, of like-minded beings. So um, so I loved your answer. I loved your answer. Now, my friend, my brother, my heart brother, you said that you were going to take us through a heartfulness meditation right now. Um, so our okay, audience I'm just going to... Uh, sure. I was just going to give you a little... I'll give you a little uh, brief about heartfulness meditation. Yes, please um, do. I've been, I've been practicing... Yes, I've been practicing it for a year now, Janice. Um, and I discovered that, uh, as you know, I've been involved in meditation for quite some time. Actually, I started meditating two decades ago, and most of it was along the same line of Thich Nhat Hanh meditation, which is mindful meditation and deals with calming and quieting the mind. Um, my sister, actually, Teresa Emanuel in Toronto, does mindful workshops with school kids. Actually, it's amazing. She goes into the schools and teaches them how to meditate. Hmm. And, uh, and and so it's catching on in, in such a way that they're realizing the benefit benefits for it, and sort of starting with the young ones to bring them into the consciousness that they can find a way to calm themselves without anything else but being able to sit still. 
See, when we were going to school, the teacher told you to sit still, and you did. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Huh, how wonderful is that? So um, most corporate action, corporate corporations and institutions actually have meditation people come in and do meditation in their in their work environment in many other places hmm. but heartful meditation yeah that's happening here and so mm-hmm. I, and I wanted to when I get there when I come to, to Mankato I wanted to talk to you some more about this okay so we'll we'll have some more dialogue on this but what I wanted to talk about a heartful meditation is that um, heartful meditation um, I found was something that really connected to your heart uh, in a sense that you focused on your heart, not on your thoughts, but on your heart. See, um, one of the things that we've learned is that the heart is a muscle that you cannot live without. But yet, a lot of us don't connect enough with it, and it gets clogged. Now, years ago, I started meditating on my heart, not heartfulness meditation, but I just felt that it was something I wanted to work with because of my own emotional situation that was really challenging. And I discovered that we all can clear our hearts if we focus and work on it. And so Heartful Meditation is about that. And so I met these wonderful people. Um, I met Nagin Motamid, and um, I met another lady that actually helped bring heartfulness towards me. And it's been an amazing journey to be able to work on my heart as a man. As you remember, when I was at the center the last time, I had opened up my heart to a point where I was crying in the, yes. in the rooms. And, and Mona came in, and she was flabbergasted. She'd never seen a, my, a man crying like that. And I was kind of aware that, my God, you know, I, I never fall apart in front of a woman because of my script. But what I wanted mm-hmm. to say was that was an incredible experience. And I realized that Mona found it really kind of weird that, you know, here's this guy crying, and you know. But since I've been in Heartful Meditation, it's cleared a lot of stuff that's been packed into my heart that I couldn't release. So Heartful Meditation is an attempt to do that. So, um, you know, it, it, I can take you through a meditation, take everyone through That'd one great. feeling. Yes. So the first thing, first thing I want you to do, everyone to do, is just slow down. Let it slow right down. Find a comfortable spot to sit. You don't have to sit on the floor. You can sit on a chair. Now we're going to take a dip inside, deep inside ourselves, and connect with the lightness deep, deep within us, in our heart. We'll begin the relaxation exercise. And then we'll move into heartful meditation. So as you sit comfortably, release the weight of your body onto the cushion or chair. Let your belly soften. Bring all your attention to your breath. Feel your breath going in and out. If your mind begins to wander, because it will, just bring your awareness back to your breath. Now bring your awareness to your heart. 
Now just imagine there's a lightness there. Imagine there's a light. Don't try and see the light, but just imagine there's a light in your heart. Tune into your heart. So we'll sit here in our heart for a little while. Gently bring your awareness back to the room. Start to feel your body. Gently open your eyes. You had them closed. And try to hold that feeling that you brought into your heart, remembering that part of you that's beyond everything that's just there.
Are you there, Janet? I am there. Yes, I am here. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Did it make you enjoy that? I know. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful meditation. That's why I wanted to bring it to hope. As you know, I brought the oneness uh, blessing meditation, but this is another a meditation that I think is, is wonderful. And yes. there's a website that people can go to to find out more about it. It's called w, it's www.heartfulness.org. And it's heartfulness with one L. And you can find out more information about it. I've been in touch with one of the trainers that's actually in Minneapolis. And Mm. I will talk to you more about that um, after the show. And we can uh, work on having him come and maybe teach into a session so that people get uh, the real gist of it coming from him. Um, It's not my domain to teach that. But it's definitely... I've connected with him and, and looking forward to meet him when I come to the center. So mm-hmm. he's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that that's kind of what I wanted to offer HIC as a new way to also connect. And you know, Jeff, yeah. as we we speak more and more about uh, oneness, do you know that's the oneness that we all have in all spiritual doctrine is love, the heart center. That's the key. Yes. Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. Well, you know, Chris, right now here upon the planet, we have lots and lots and lots of teachers, and we have lots and lots of healers and channelers that offer us what I would call a story or a perception or their idea or even um, what they say is coming from the space beings or the galactic federation or the angels. And and many of those stories are the same, but some of the stories of which they have can be very, very different, especially about what's going on at this time. And, and I personally believe that it's important to choose very, very wisely which story we stand in with the with the teachers and healers because we create that story. So can we talk just a little bit more about that as well for a minute about how we how important it is to discern and which story we want to stand in with certain channeled messages or teachers or healers. What would you say to our audience that are listening tonight about that? Okay, so, um, you know, Janice, everyone is a channel because we talk about the idea that everything is spiritually inspired and it comes to us when we're in the right vibrational frequency, as Esther and Jerry Hicks would say, to accept that. And it's always there for us. And so many times, um, as healers and channelers, we can get lost in our story about what we're capable of and get misguided on the purpose of what we have this gift for. So as we look at people from many different sides and very different ideas of what this thing we call God or this element of divine, it's something that's undefined. And so we must always leave room for space to grow and to understand and be better at discerning. And my teacher always say, always said to me, uh, if you want to really dis- to see, if you want to see a real teacher and healer, see if they're walking their talk. Are they authentic? 
And I remember the time when he was telling me, he was talking about me because at the time I wasn't being authentic. So one of the things, and I, I've spoken to you about this the last time you asked me about leadership, about authenticity. Um, if you want to connect and get a wise story that you could work with, first you have to be authentic with yourself and then listen to your heart. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that's that's how I feel as well, Christopher. I, I, I try to strive very, very, very diligently with the devotion of first starting with me and then um, helping others. As I walk my talk, um, some days it's easier than others, and walking my talk physically, walking my talk mentally walking my talk uh, emotionally and walking my talk spiritually. And to me, that is the alignment that we are needing now upon this planet because there are many people who um, walk in their life like uh, spiritually, but then they're not physically taking care of their body or they're. And I was going to say Janice, and that's so true because it's funny, um, you know, one of my stories that I'll tell you in the end is my, I call it my father's heart. Because as you mm-hmm. know, my father was a spiritual teacher. Yes. And it, that was his struggle. But, you know, I think what we have to keep in mind is people are doing the best they can because no one can actually live up to the words that was written by these spiritual masters. But what we can aspire to do is do the best we can. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um who are your guides that you're working with right now, Chris? I know when you worked here, you called it the contorsium. Are you still working with the contorsium and who is the contorsium when you say I work with the contorsium? <laughs> well, actually the word is consortium or it's it's the, oh, uh, it's actually okay. Yeah, so it's okay, but it's it it really was what I wanted to try. I was trying to find a way to say um, that I feel connected to a group of teachers that share information with me, um, and and they are they are actually um, all part of what I consider oneness. And hmm. when I wrote the book Living Divine Harmony, that's where the inspiration came from. You know, I woke up with this information, and you know, I, I felt drawn to my paper, and I started writing. So I don't, I can't take credit. So I, I see there's a, it seems like there's, I mean, quite a few inspired words that came through me as I put it down. So that's one of my guides, and I actually work with when I counsel. That's what I work with, and you know, mm-hmm. we have a challenge as 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 spiritual counselors, and as you know it's always a challenge to try and explain to someone how you get your information that doesn't understand where it comes from that and that realm. Right. So that, that's, that's always a challenge and finding a place to, to make comfortable for them because of their own teaching so that they don't feel that it's, it's not competent is one of our challenges. So the best thing I can say is, you know, when we listen to our hearts, there's so many teachers that come through to inspire us to make better choices. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you get that internal hint that you should go this way instead of that way, sometimes that's just somebody nudging you into the right direction. 
So that's mm-hmm. kind of one one of my teachers. And then, you know, to be honest with you, my other teacher is my father's voice that I hear mm. often. Mm-hmm. Because I used to be around him while he was reciting all this stuff, getting ready to do the work. So I hear he's another one of my teacher that I constantly hear um, that is constantly sharing, like reminding me of things that he used to say when I was a young man. And then my other teachers are these young men I counsel. They're showing me how they are working through in their struggles. These young men are bravely going forward to become men in a different way than I did when I was growing up. So when I work with them, I always think I'm so blessed because from being there for them, I learned so much about things that I can let go as an older male to embrace this new paradigm of emerging male that we're descending into. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what would be your last words to all of our listeners um, tonight, especially they'll be listening to it on Halloween. I think that there's an energy that comes in because I think that we go into all Souls Day and All Saints Day. And what would you say to our listeners on um, as we move into this period of time that has a lot of energy into it? Well, you know, uh, I, I, basically, Janice, what we've been talking about and, and what I've become passionate about is breaking down the masks, you know, mm-hmm. um, to, to really take a hard look at what you're wearing and why you're wearing them, whether it's for protection or safety or, or fear, whatever reason you wear them. It's not to say that you are wrong for wearing a mask, but actually look at why you are and how you can move from it so you can embrace yourself and become fully well living as a human being. And Mm -hmm. always remember that life is more than the masks we wear daily because we all have to wear them even at work. And I did a class with Ann Ganey when I was there and we talked about being an executive of your estate, your estate being your body. And sometimes you Hmm. have to mask your throat and not say things (laughs) because you're an executive and you have to think about what you're going to say and what you're going to do. In that yeah. class, we, always ta- we also talked about grounding a lot of information. So that was a good class that Ann Ganey gave, you know, um, wonderful, wonderful teacher. And we talked about this idea that the mask we carry daily, but know that it's a mask, that you can let it go. Take off the costume. Recently, G- uh, Jim Carrey on, the, on, on YouTube was all about being this character, saying he was living, this is not who he is anymore. And people are all up in arms like, what's wrong with Jim Carrey? Because he was recognizing that his whole life was been characters that he's been playing. So sure. at this time of Halloween, it's important to take off the masks and take time to connect to this beautiful presence that is inside all of us. Every one of us has this beautiful presence. One of my teachers always told me, listen to your heart. He said, everything is written in your heart. If you can't read it, find a sacred text and study. So what I want to say yeah. is hold on to that and learn. This is why heartful meditation, doing things along that line, getting connected is so important to find out what sits in your heart so that you can just love yourself. Because the bottom of everything, grounding spiritually, is really about learning to love yourself and take the breaks you need. That's what grounding spiritually is really about. It's about how mm-hmm. can I love myself and take the time to ground myself before I do this work. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. So how can our listeners get a hold of you, Christopher, if they're looking for a session? Because I know that you do a lot of your work through Skype and transference of energy when you do this work. How can they get a hold of you? You can definitely, um, they can definitely contact me through my, my email, uh, chris at cemanual.com, and that's C-H-R-I-S at C-E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L dot com. Actually, I'm just about revising my website, so uh, don't be alarmed if you go there and you find nothing, but you can definitely email me, and I can tell you how we can make this happen, how we can work together and share, whether it's Skype or meeting or Depending. And I'm so excited about coming to HIC. I miss you guys so much. Oh, yeah, we miss you too. We miss you too. It'll be really great to have you in March, which is much better because February was going to be gone. So I get to see you in March when you come in 2018, believe it or not. How um, wonderful will that be? I know be? it's That's amazing. So, that, you, know, yeah. you know how long we've known each other now, Janice? No, how long have we known each other, Christopher? <laughs> I believe 2012 when you came to Belize for the oneness retreat <gasps> we did there. Remember that? Can you I imagine think it how was much even, time has gone by? I know, what? I know. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful journey with you too, Christopher. And as I say, I hold my hand upon my heart. You are my brother. You are my brother, and I love you uh, for. Um, helping me in this journey of oneness, helping me with my recovery of my incident and my experience and opportunities with my hand explosion and, and filling in at the Hope Interfaith Center. And we will look forward to seeing you in March when you come next year. Um, it'll be wonderful. Yes, it'll be wonderful. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited, yes. Jess. I'm excited for that men's group we have with your husband and those guys. I miss those guys, too, when we get together yes. on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to seeing them all, too. Yes, well, I've talked to them about it, and they keep on saying me, to me to tell you, they're in, they're in, they're in. They want this men's um, retreat as well. So it'll be wonderful. It'll be wonderful. So thank you so much for being on the program this evening with us, Christopher. And happy Halloween. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And happy Halloween, and thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you might, if you come down to Toronto, you might find a genie hanging around in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be the nun coming up, too, okay, my friend? <laughs> what a combination, a genie and a nun. A genie and a nun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I wanted to let everyone know who is listening to this program tonight on Halloween, or at least if you're listening to it close to this particular holiday, I just want to let you know that in the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday and more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts and pranks and witchcraft. So at the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate this wonderful, delicious, holy day of community, community, community. So I dedicate this show, of course, to our beloved Gigi, who is in the ethers working with that community of beings of light helping us. I dedicate this show to the community of all the listeners who listen to this program. Without you, this program would not continue to survive and thrive and grow. I thank you, my community at the Hope Interface Center for your continual love, support, 
and your volunteerism. I thank you, Tom, uh, who is our program director here at the Hope Interface Center for the Pure Hope Show. You are amazing. You are dedicated and you are loyal and I love you. And a Jody Schultz, who is my right uh, hand uh, woman here. I love you. I love you. I love you. I promise that we will continue these programs throughout the rest of this season of Love and Light. And I promise that I will continue to bring to you the best and most needed information during this time on the planet because we need it so very, very much. So as we close this particular session, I do want to invite you all back next month on November 28th. We will be having a live program at 7 p.m. You'll be able to call in. We are having Mr. Garrett Duncan on the program. Um, with us on that particular evening. Garrett was raised and he is born on a Navajo reservation. His clans are the Bitter Water Clan, his mother, born for the Red Running into the Water Clan, which is his father. His maternal grandfather's clan is from the Mexican clan, and his paternal grandfather clan is the Hogan clan. So he will be joining us uh, from a very, very small community in New Mexico. And due to his Navajo heritage, Garrett will indeed be talking to us about him embracing uh, his native spirituality and rituals and bring that forth to us in so many ways for our next program. He is also, we have this exciting, exciting, exciting news that at the Hope Interface Center in June of 2018, we're going to have a star con uh, gathering here. And Garrett will be one of the gentlemen who will be coming and sharing with us at the star gathering. So please, please join us next uh, month live, November 28th with Garrett Duncan. And until we meet again, I want to wish you all a very happy, happy Halloween. Gather, group with people, celebrate, as dearest um, Christopher said, take off those masks and um, yet um, wear those masks for Halloween and just, just celebrate your oneness. You are all remarkable beings of white light. Thank you, Chris, for being on the program again. I love you very much. Thank you, Janice. We'll see you bye soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.